Welcome to the Fire Church Podcast. Today we pray Holy Spirit will speak through this message and into your life right where you are. I'm so excited to be here with you all today. I do have a word on my heart. And I also just want to really bless this house because, you know, I feel like I've had some longevity, you know, with Fire Church and with Dan and Chelsea, and we've kind of crossed paths over many, many years. And um, it's my honour to serve you, Alex and Jess, in any capacity. And I would say the same thing to Daniel and Chelsea, that I honour you as apostles, as leaders, as forerunners, as revivalists. I feel like that the Lord's got you as uh, revivalist engineers. God's using you. He's engineering an army and He's given you strategies and blueprints, not only for a church, because this is not a normal church. Maybe it's more like an Acts 2 type of normal church. But truly the spirit of revival is in this house. And I really believe that the Holy Spirit is going to pour out in such a very powerful way, like Joel 2. Remember Peter on the day of Pentecost, where they're all drunk. They were very drunk. And they said, we're not as drunk as you are supposing. Remember? And then Peter got up and he said, he quoted Joel 2 about God pouring out His Spirit upon all flesh. Yeah? And all men seeing dreams and visions. And, and, and I just believe that this is that church. This is that Acts 2, the day of Pentecost church. And it's not just, you know, it happens here and there. It's a weekly thing that people come in and enter into the presence of God and receive radical transformation week in, week out, day in, day out. You live and you breathe the spirit of revival. And so I just want to pray right now for you guys. Let's just bless your leaders. The Word of God says to pray for your leaders. And so, Lord, we lift up this beautiful family right now with Alex and Jess and their children and their extended family. I thank you, Jesus, that your power is at work within them, Father. I thank you for your great grace, Lord God, for your vision of harvesting, Lord God, and of actually discipling the nation, Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you would stretch their tent curtains so wide, even wider still. Lord, give them strength, give them impartation from the throne of grace. And Lord, I thank you that you've set their feet upon a rock, upon a firm foundation. And I thank you, Father, that you will build your church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You excited to be in church today? I'm excited to be in church. Sunday is my favourite day. And I also have another favourite day of the week, and that is Friday nights. And I would love to share with you what's happening in Sydney. But before I do that, I just want to give you guys a bit of a backstory. Who likes to know the, the nuts and the bolts and the nitty gritties and how did it happen and, you know, the heart behind it. So a few years ago, I had a dream. And in that dream... I saw a woman in a car in front of me, and in that car, she had her own child. And she opened the window of the car and threw her own child out of the window. And that child landed with a thud, a great big thud in the middle of the road. And I watched as oncoming traffic were about to come and run over that young child. And the Lord showed me that that woman represents the mainstream church. 
And that woman throwing her own child out of that window represents the church throwing out the ability to reproduce itself. The window represents prophetic vision, the ability to see. God was showing me that the mainstream church was throwing out the ability to make disciples, the ability to reproduce, the ability to multiply by throwing away the own prophetic vision that the church has. And the Lord awakened me to the knowledge that in this hour, the church needs an awakening. The second part of the dream I was in a, on a motorbike and I was wearing leathers. And a motorbike represents a powerful individual ministry. And as I'm on my motorbike and there was many, many cars coming and as they were coming, they were about to run over the young child. And I got on my motorbike and I swung that motorbike headstrong into that oncoming traffic. And I told them to stop, stop, there's an emergency. I said, call an ambulance, call an ambulance, call the great physician, call an ambulance. And the traffic stopped and I used my own body to stop the traffic. And as I stopped the the traffic, I turned around and I grabbed hold of that little child and I started doing CPR and mouth to mouth. And as I was doing mouth to mouth, that baby just came back to life. The Lord showed me the church needs an awakening. And there are those that will put themselves on the front line and choose to step out and put themselves as a first line of defence. That will say yes to the call of God. That will withstand the persecution, will withstand the opposition, will withstand all of the things, all of the attacks of the devil. Because you want to see the bride come alive. You want to see Jesus Christ get His reward. You want to see the dead things come to life. And I believe that this is a church like that. This is a church with resurrection power. And this is the church that God has actually mantled, not only to disciple the region, but I believe that Fire Church at large is in the gate over the nation to disciple the nation. It says in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me, in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Let's just take a moment to break down what God has actually called us to. He has called us, yes, to make disciples, to teach them the commands of Jesus Christ and to baptise them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And it wasn't a great suggestion. It was a great commissioning. And when Jesus went to the cross and he was saying, I I need to go now. The disciples, they didn't want him to go. even rebuked Peter and he said, you're not mindful of the things of God, you're mindful of the things of man. But when Jesus, when he was going to the cross, he went so we could have another helper. And that helper is the Holy Spirit. Dead raising, 
resurrecting power. And that's what we need to be operating in, in this moment. Amen? Amen? So I really believe in this hour, the great physician who is, of course, Jesus Christ. He's coming so quickly. And we need to embrace the moment because our nation needs to turn back to God. Our nation as a whole has been through so many discomforts, trials, tribulations, so much oppression. The only hope for our nation is the preaching of the gospel. You know, I live in Sydney, but I have such a heart for our nation at large. And I'll lay my life down for my nation. I really believe that God's going to move in power. I believe the end time prophecy by Smith Wigglesworth. I believe the greatest outpouring through the whole earth will begin in Australia. And if not us, then who? And if not now, then when? And so we need this power and authority like Jesus, when he called the 12 disciples to himself, he gave them power, which is dunamis, explosive power. And he gave them authority. And that authority is like a cop with a badge. When you think of a cop with a badge, that cop earned that badge or earned that privilege of having that badge. But if you think of a cop out in a situation, a real life situation out on the street, maybe there's an accident or maybe there's a traffic situation and that cop needs to stop the traffic, the cop goes out and the people listen to the cop. They listen to his directive. But do they listen to him? If he's standing there, can he physically stop the traffic? No. But he has a badge. He has authority. And it's the same as us, that authority when we go into the situation. We have the authority of the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. Amen? So we're in the middle of a war or a battle. And this battle is real for real. You know, this weekend, uh, we did three outreaches this weekend. And um, there was one last night in Melbourne in, on Flinders. Was anyone here on that outreach? Give me a wave if you were. Hey, brother. We had 11 people receive Jesus last night. We had 32 people receive Jesus on Friday night at Sydney Town Hall. We had another three people receive Jesus at Liverpool on Saturday. So this weekend, we've had, I think, 46 salvations. Hallelujah. We have a whole follow-up procedure. And um, we're an invading army. We invade the darkness. I will not relent. And I tell people, even on the streets, you'll cut, cut off all my own limbs. As long as there's air in my lungs, I'll still confess Christ. So I want to share with you guys a little bit about what's happening in Sydney. And then, you know, the Lord's brewing something. I don't know if you can feel the shaking and the rumbling, but I really sense that it's time to walk on the Word. Because we walk on the Word, we'll do supernatural things. We keep our eyes on Jesus and we can walk on that water. We can do the miraculous things. And so I just want to show a couple pictures of, of last night. I think you guys have got a couple of graphics, just photographs of what's happening on the streets of Sydney. This is from Friday night. So this is usual for us. 
Uh, we're Sydney Fire Evangelism. So every Friday night at 7.30, we go out and preach the good news. And whosoever comes out with us. And that's an activational ministry. It's actually a teaching ground for evangelists. It's real life practical teaching for evangelists for the entire city. Uh, I'm actually privileged to mentor many evangelists across many uh, different denominations throughout the whole city. And it's actually changing the landscape of the city. It's cultivating a really God, shaking up the whole city. Uh, we are actually, I feel like we're discipling the city. There's 6 million people in Sydney and there's around 26 million people in Australia. And I believe that Sydney will be a beachhead for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe that if we can win Sydney to the Lord, surely we can turn our entire nation around. There's an impartation that you can receive from this. Actually, just put your hands out in front of you because I feel the Lord actually so strongly. There's some of you, I feel like God's saying it's time to expand your thinking. It's time to expand. It's time to receive. God's actually going to give you, wow, a faith impartation. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of the unseen. And so there's a realm of faith in this atmosphere that you can receive from. We're going to take a moment and just receive because some of you have been hiding. You've been intimidated. You've looked at the faces of the enemy instead of looking to Jesus for what He wants to do in your life. God's actually going to give you faith right now in this moment for family salvation. I just had one of my leaders call me last night and say his sister's giving her, her life to the Lord. She's been stooped in drugs. And this morning he's picking her up because she said, I want to come to church and give my life to Jesus. So there's a divine turnaround happening within families. And actually right now, I just break right now all forms of addiction in the Name of Jesus. If you have any form of addiction right now, do not be embarrassed. You know, shame tries to tell you because you've done something wrong, therefore you are someone wrong. But God says, I've called you to be a son or a daughter. If you have any form of addiction, I want you to take a stand right now. I have people coming to these revival meetings. I just had a guy a few weeks ago just come to the pre-prayer and throw out three vapes on the, on the table and say, I've had enough. That's the last of my addictions. Nicotine was the last of his addictions. He was, used, he was uh, addicted to ice and addicted to heroin, and now he's been free from nicotine. If you have any of these addictions, hallelujah, I see you up the back there. Anyone else need freedom from addiction? You can raise your hand, maybe even it's pornography. Maybe you've not protected your eye gates. And Jesus is going to cleanse your eye gates. So what I want you to do right now, appropriately, if you've just around those people that just raise their hand, put your hand appropriately on their shoulders. We're going to stand with you. We are family. We are family. You can even put your arm up for a loved uh, family member or a friend that you can stand in the gap for. There's going to be miracles from us praying here in agreement today. Amen. With all authority that has been given to us because of the blood of Jesus and because Jesus Christ went to the cross, I bind and rebuke every spirit of addiction in the name of Jesus. I break its power in the name of Jesus. I want you right now to repent in your own heart and just say sorry to God and say, I repent from this bondage of addiction. I command it to be broken in the name of Jesus. I loose its power 
in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, that we are not conformed to this pattern of the world, but we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. I thank you, Lord God, for new pathways in the mind. I thank you, Lord God, for every single family member that everyone's standing in the gap for. I speak divine turnaround in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that you've not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of soundness of mind. And I speak right now soundness of mind over each and every person, whether it's you or a loved person that you know. I speak soundness of mind in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. This is revival, dead things coming to life, the empty way of life. See, because we're not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold, and we're not redeemed by the empty way of life handed down by our ancestors, but we're only redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ, the only one without spot or blemish. You know, last night I was talking to an Orthodox man. Uh, Him and his friend came last night to the street. You can leave that picture up there. I'm going to go on to the next one in a minute. But last night there were two Orthodox guys that um, received, both received the Lord. They did not have a personal relationship with Jesus. I was getting messages off them this morning. This one guy, his name's James. And um, in his pocket, he had a, a cross about that big, a crucifix. It was very bizarre. It had on the top of it an eagle. I think it was representing the Holy Spirit. But then the Father was on the cross. And Jesus was on the cross. And the Father was holding Jesus. And it was literally like a religious idol that he had. And I said, he, and I asked him if he, he's a Christian. He pulled this cross out and he said, yeah, look at this. And I said, what are you holding that for? He said, for comfort. I said, you don't need that for comfort. You need the comforter. And I said, you actually need to go and put that in the garbage bin right now because it's an idol that you have in your pocket. It's a stumbling block for you to actually receive from God and you're holding on to this thing instead of holding on to Jesus. And so this man, I, I explained to him what the gospel was. I unpacked the gospel with him and I asked him, do you want to receive Jesus? And he said, yes. And he repented of his sin. He received Jesus. And how crazy is this? Divine appointments. He had a friend there that he knew from high school that was standing there also on the corner. They hadn't seen each other since high school. And because he was standing there as well, so I led his friend to the Lord as well. His name's Mario. So they both received Jesus. And I don't know if you know, guys know Lee Trump, but he's following up, up today that, to go to church. But it's so amazing how God's doing this. And a lot of people are jumping into the boat, just constantly jumping into the boat. And this great commission is talking about being a witness. And that root for the root word, rather, for witness means to be a martyr, to be a martyr, to die to yourself, to actually die to your own pride, to die to your own sense of feeling like you're going to be rejected if you step out of the boat and be a witness. Just to die to thinking like sometimes we have what we think is wisdom to not witness to someone because we think, well, they're going to reject me anyway. Or maybe we have a fear that if we witness to them, we won't have the right words to speak. And so we actually stumble over ourselves instead of just actually opening our mouths and letting him fill it. Amen? So yeah, Jesus is the way. Amen? Amen. 
So we stick this banner up here, and that's town hall in the background there. And actually, Alex, Pastor Alex sent me um, yesterday, we were at the airport. You sent me about this man, a gunner, I think. Yes, at town hall, at, actually along George Street. He'd led like probably hundreds or thousands of people to the Lord on George Street. This is on George Street in Sydney. So I feel like we're walking in legacy. I actually listened to that word this morning and I just really feel like this guy leading thousands of people to the Lord and then hearing about it in his old age when he could no longer go out and preach any longer and people would come to him and testify how they got saved. So we have preached the gospel to literally thousands of people there for over the last year, every single Friday night. We've actually had at least 600 documented decisions and I work with uh, 16 churches, partner churches across the whole city. So God's really mapping out revival in Sydney. And then um, these guys are amazing. A lot of them have done um, like CFAN fire camps and I run the fire camps here. And um, it's just so amazing when people actually learn, like, what is the gospel? How to preach the gospel? How to cast the net? How to close the bag? Like, it's not that there's a science behind it, but actually, if you actually learn, like, how you can be articulate for the Lord, He'll use it. He'll use every, every part of it. So these guys are going out. And then the next one, I think there's a third one. Yeah, it's literally like praise and worship. We praise, we worship, heaven comes down. People end up on the concrete. Um, I've had people just drunk, running to the altar. It's actually crazy. I've had people come and just rip off, you know, their, their shirts and their cigarettes. They're throwing their cigarettes down and just running to the altar. I didn't even realize there I am in the middle there. So that's Friday night. And one of the things that I do is I love the confrontation of the gospel. I love the agitation. You can feel it in the atmosphere when someone starts screaming at me. And I just go, wow, come over here and tell me. What, what do you need to know? What do you know, need to know from the Lord? I have three young boys. I wish you could, I show you, could show you guys that, but it's on my um, Instagram. But three young boys standing up on a, a seat, screaming at me, mocking at me, mocking, mocking, mocking. And so I just said, uh, you know, I just, in, when you know your authority in Jesus Christ, you can proclaim, yeah? And I proclaimed that today you will receive Jesus and you'll turn from the old way of life. You're going to come down here right now and get right with God because you need a clear conscience. All three of them came forward very repentant, very humble, gave their life to Jesus. The team gathered around. The team gathered around and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So if not you, then who? Amen. Hallelujah. It says this in Acts 1.8, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be a witness to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, until the end of the earth. I feel like some of us are saying, where's my mission field? You know, my mission field is just as much as what it is to Nigeria or Pakistan or Tanzania, as much as what it is to my corner coffee shop or my next door neighbour. And I think 
from this missional perspective, and I know you guys are very much like this as a church. That's why I feel so like aligned with you guys. I feel like the DNA of who you are is very like apostolic and um, it's very like confrontational. And I love that. And I think that we need to stop second guessing ourselves because God doesn't second guess us. And I feel like some of you, maybe you've got a, a business idea or maybe you've thought, oh, I could do this. If you do it and submit it unto the Lord, I mean, not do it in a way where you're running ahead of Him, but if you're truly asking the Lord, like, what are the data points? Like, show me what you, you want to do, Lord God. And if He gives you an impression, don't second guess what He's given you. I actually want to show another video. I want to show a video, actually, the one of, um, of Hakes, the one uh, at um, the Prophetic Summit. Oh, not that one. So pause for one second. So you will receive many words over your life, whether it's from someone else or the Holy Spirit speaking directly to you. We must listen to those words, like Paul, how he talks about, follow the prophecies once made about you. Otherwise, you'll shipwreck your faith. You'll feel discouraged unless you actually step out of the boat. And if some of you, you feel like, oh, but I'm pretty far away, from the trajectory of what I'm actually called to do. Well, the quicker you repent and turn back to God and what He's predestined or designed you to do, the quicker the the Lord will do a miracle in order to get you back on that path. The Bible says, repent so that times of refreshing may come. If you feel far from your destiny, just repent for a moment and say, sorry, God, I was procrastinating or sorry, God, I wasted finances or sorry, God, I, I just made a poor choice because the gifts and the callings of God are actually irrevocable. They're without repentance. So it, that calling upon your life, it says in the word, behold, in the volume of your book, it is written of me, I delight to do your will, O God. So you actually have a delight to do the Father's will. There's nothing else more satisfying than do, doing the Father's will. And we should never despise the day of small beginnings. And I actually wanted to show this video in one minute because for me, there was a very small beginnings. And I think we must be the same person behind the scenes as what we are in a public space. I've been an evangelist for 15 years. 15 years. And I'm okay to be in the trenches because I love it. And that's actually my preference, to be in the trenches. I love it. I get a front row seat to seeing lives transformed radically. But when you receive the word of the Lord, and I actually just wanted to show this just to really honour your pastor, Daniel Hagen, because he gave me this word in 2017. And I've had many words over my life, but this is a very pivotal word in my life And I felt like the Lord this morning saying, this is that, this is that. And he brought me here to confirm his word and to show me how far we've come. There's a lot of a way to go, like our whole nation needs to hear the gospel. But I think that all of us can kind of capture the vision. This is from 2017 at the Australian Prophetic Summit. Before, Jackie, I said I had a word for you and I wanted to give it to you. Uh, maybe after the meeting and then just shortly after Catherine said um, have you got any words for anyone so I really feel that I had this scripture earlier today it was Isaiah 49 2 and it says he has made my mouth like a sharp sword in the shadow of his hand he has hidden me and made me a polished shaft in his quiver he has hidden me 
and I feel like um, that in, in some ways, in comparison to what he's about to get you to do, uh, you've been hidden. He's hidden you in his quiver, and you've been in a season where he's been preparing you and polishing the shaft, and he's hidden you. But I feel like now I see in the spirit that the archer is drawing back his bow, and you're his arrow. And I feel like the Lord's saying that there's going to be such a prophetic fire coming on your life and also event, like prophetic cross-pollination evangelist that's going to be released into the nations to see thousands upon thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands saved, brought into the kingdom of God. The harvest is truly ripe, but the laborers are few. And God says, not only are you going to be a, a laborer, but I'm calling you to be a laborer that raises up other laborers. Let's just stretch out our hands right now in Jesus' name. And let's just say, fire of God. Fire in Jesus' name. More, more, more. Fire of the gospel. Fire of the gospel in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Blessed God. In Jesus' name. Let's give Jesus a praise. Amen. When God puts the dream in your heart, do you know it's true humi humility to actually just say yes? It's true humility to work when no one's watching. It's true humility to plant the seed and to see the harvest come forth. And I think some of you, maybe you just, I think it's time that you just, just say yes. And, and really, I think that even over our own nation, there's this false humility. But I think we really need to put God's power on display. You know, I'm getting these words about, I'll be used in mainstream media. <laughs> these things blow my mind, but I say yes. I say yes. And that dream that's inside of your own heart, the more you say yes and submit to that behind the scenes, the more fruit that you'll see. Never despise the day of humble beginnings. Do you feel encouraged? It says this in Acts 19, verses 1 to 2. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. See, these disciples, they didn't know about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I've got no business in praying for revival unless I ask for the fire of the Holy Spirit. We need to overcome the doubt that the enemy tries to sow into our lives. The Bible says, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? The important word in here is give. If, if it's Christmas morning, and I'm sure a lot of you have children, and, and you've got presents beneath that tree, would you say to your little girl on Christmas morning, you can't open the gift because you haven't gone, you didn't make your bed last week. Our God doesn't dangle a carrot in front of us or he doesn't make us strive in order to receive the Holy Spirit. It's a free gift. 
And even us being imperfect, still knowing how to give good gifts. But our Father, who has no variation, no shadow of turning, always good. He's the giver of good gifts. And it's not based on our performance, but because he's a good Father. And I feel like us today are needing a fresh touch from God. Needing a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit, who's with me. Yeah? I feel like some of you, you just need to receive a baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. You just need to receive an impartation and you need to run with the fire. And I feel like some of you, it's like Elijah when he was outrunning the chariots. He is the God who answers by fire. And God wants to touch us today with his fire. And he wants to do it because he's good. Not because we've done something good, but because he's good. And so I just want to ask if uh, someone could come up on the keys. Because I'd just love to pray. And just for people to receive a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. I believe that many of you today, God's going to touch you, bring healing and comfort. Some of you don't know God in, in a personal way. Maybe you've not experienced him or his fire. And I love seeing God touch people's lives. I love seeing the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is our greatest helper, our greatest champion, our greatest friend. He rules and reigns. And without him, there's, there's no power. Do you know if you have an electric car and you don't plug that thing in, it doesn't have power, right? What fun is that? Sometimes we think that you need power towards the end of the race so you can have a a bit of a boost to complete the race. But God's saying, I want you to give, give you power to run the race. I want you to receive the power and then you can run the race. And I believe that today God wants to give us that power. He wants to touch us with that power. You can take that picture down if you like, guys. Am I able to come down and minister down the front? Is that all right? Thank you, Jesus. Sorry, camera guys. I want you to put your hands out like you're receiving a free gift. I just want you to prepare your heart. you put your heart before God right now. Revival comes to a heart that repents. Revival comes when we lay down our own agenda and we fully submit ourselves and yield to what God wants to do. We're going to take a moment to yield, to surrender, to surrender.
surrender what it looks like. If there's anything inside of your heart that you need to repent from, I just want you to do that between you and the Lord right now. Maybe it's complacency. Maybe it's apathy. Maybe it's the fear of man. Maybe it's foreboding or the expectation that something bad is about to happen. You just repent of that in your heart. Give it to the Lord. You don't need it. It won't help you. Just give over that rock of offence. Just take a moment to give it to Him. I repent of turning my affections away in any shape or form from you, Jesus. I repent of doing things my own way, of procrastinating, of second-guessing myself. And I repent of second-guessing you. I repent of pride, And I repent of wasting time. And right now, Jesus, I invite You to touch me, to fill me, to consume me with the fire of the Holy Spirit. do is if you want the Lord to touch you I want you to stand where exactly where you're at right now is an act of faith every heart in this place. At the sound of my voice, Jesus, I pray right now for your touch. I pray right now for a baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. Lord, your word says that if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will our heavenly Father Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. And so, Father, we're asking You right now. We're asking You for a touch. We're asking You to fill us, Holy Spirit. We're asking You, Holy Spirit, to pour out. We're asking You to fill us afresh. We're asking for Your power. We're asking You, Jesus, to move. We're asking You to fill me now. Jesus, fill me now. Jesus, fill me now. Ask Him to fill you now. Be persistent and ask Him to fill you now. Fill me, Jesus. Oh, fill me, Lord. 
feel, feel. Some of you are going to feel fire. Some of you are going to start to feel the glory come over your whole body. Some of you, God's moving, even anxiety out of your heart. Some of you are called to evangelism. Some of you, God's mantling you for deliverance. evangelists in this house, I want you to come forward. I just want to pray for the evangelists. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All the soul winners, all the soul winners. Thank you, Jesus. on behalf of the nation. I thank You, Lord God, for a fresh fire, a fresh fire. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Jesus. Fill, fill, fill. Uncontainable fire. Thank You, Jesus. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire. Consuming fire. Dead raising power of the Holy Ghost. Fire. Thank You, Jesus. Fire of the Holy Ghost. For increase, increase, increase. Nations will come to the brightness of your rising. I see Asia, I see Indonesia, I see you running from nation to nation with the power of the gospel. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, thank you, Lord God. Wow, Mother of Nations. Thank you, Lord, the pearl of great price. I break off all oppression in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God. Freedom, freedom. Freedom, freedom in Jesus' Name. Thank You, Lord God. Yeah, thank You, Lord. I just release right now. Lord, I commission the evangelist in the Name of Jesus. I speak no more delay in the Name of Jesus. I speak fire of the Holy Ghost over You now in the Name of Jesus. I see Malachi 4, 5, 6, that God is turning the Father's hearts to the sons and the Son's hearts to the Father's. And I release everything that I've ever received, I freely give right now in the Name of Jesus. Hallelujah, thank You, Lord God. Soul winner, soul winner, soul winner, soul winner, soul winner. Articulation of the Gospel, articulation of the Gospel. Wow, thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Lord God. Yeah, thank You, Lord. Those who lead many to righteousness will shine like the stars forever and ever. You're a shining one, a burning one, a shining one. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Just come forward. Thank You, Lord God. Yeah, there's a strong prophetic anointing on your life. It's the Spirit and power of Elijah. I thank You, Jesus, for the fire of God 
outrunning chariots. And I break off right now that spirit that says, no, you cannot. Because God says you can. God says you can. You will run with the Gospel. You will run with the Gospel. Thank You, Lord God. Fire upon these feet. Fire upon these feet. Thank You, Lord. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring giving the good news. Good tidings. Good tidings. Good tidings. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Lord God. Thank You, Jesus. Apostolic Father, thank You, Lord God, for Your Spirit resting upon Him. Father of fathers, thank You, Jesus. And Lord, I just decree that the latter glory will be greater than the former glory. There's a real strong restoration on Your life and on your, upon Your family. I don't know if You have a son, but I just pray right now for His Spirit upon Your Son. Many sons, sons and sons, spiritual sons, Thank You, Lord God. You'll open your mouth and He will fill it. You're a preacher. You'll open your mouth. Maybe it's a concrete preaching, but you know what? God has called you. He has called you. No man will stop. No no demon in hell will stop a move of God. I thank You, Lord God. Thank You, Jesus. I just release over You the gift of faith and the fire of God. The gift of faith and the fire of God. You're a mercy. You dwell in His mercy. And Joshua, he didn't leave the tabernacle. And the Lord says that you'll go into the tabernacle and you'll come out with fire. You'll come out with fire. And I see a Catherine Kuhlman miracle working, anointing upon you. Lord, open the realms of heaven. I thank You, Jesus. You're a witness for the Lord. A witness for the Lord. What you see in me, God has put in you. Hallelujah. Thank You, Lord God. Wow. Thank You, Jesus. Wow. Wow. Gen Z for Jesus. Gen Z for Jesus. I see You pastoring young guns. I see You uh, like an avalanche, but it's David's army. And then I saw like Braveheart on the horse leading the charge. And God's called you to lead the charge. And the Lord says, go and run. Go and run, that you are unstoppable. A kangaroo never goes backwards. A kangaroo cannot go backwards. You're taking giant leaps. And I saw you going with tremendous power and zealous zeal. Put your hands out in front of you, brother. You're receiving a gift. You're receiving a gift. It's a free gift. God doesn't doubt you. It's a free gift. It's a free gift. Thank you, Lord. Release that evangelistic anointing. Oh God, make it be so heavy upon him. David fulfilled the purposes of God in his generation. And he knew the end of his days. You will know the end of your days. God will show you from the end to the beginning and the beginning to the end. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, Lord, for the unction. Thank you for the unction like Simeon. The Lord says, you'll behold and you'll see. You'll behold and you'll see. You'll see the things that you've cried out to God for. I thank you, Lord God, for that strong anointing to stand in the gap, to stand in the gap. Philip, I just release breakthrough over you in the Name of Jesus. A spirit of breakthrough all over your life. Lord, I just honour. I honour you, Philip. I honour you. The Lord honours you. A double portion of honour. The Lord bestows honour. The Lord bestows honour. Your treasure is great in this life and in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, wow. Hmm. Richelli, the miracle worker. Richelli, the kingdom builder. Richelli, the one that God chose. 
release right now that mantle of the evangelist. Release it right now. Lord, I thank You that she's a powerful, anointed minister of the Gospel. You're a humble servant, but God's called you as a minister of the Gospel. You're a minister of the Gospel. I thank You, Lord. Just release a fresh fire, a fresh fire. Thank You, Lord. I see waves and waves, and I see riding a wave. You're riding a wave. Together you are riding a wave, and it's a tsunami of the Father's love. And I saw you literally together. It's literally like the me, the movie Jesus Revolution. And I saw like the hippies and, and the ones coming out of these things like witchcraft and New Age. And I saw you baptizing them. And I saw literally the beaches being filled with people. And I saw God is going to use you to bring in the brokenhearted. And the Lord says, you'll bring in the brokenhearted and I'll make them tenderhearted. Tenderhearted because you have the heart of the Lord. Your heart beats in synergy for what the Lord beats for. And I just pray right now for even breakthrough in your finances. Thank you, Lord God. And I heard these words, Harvest House, Harvest House. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Soul winning, soul winning, soul winning, soul winning in the secret, soul winning in the public, soul winning in your family, soul winning to cousins, aunties, uncles, brothers, fathers, mothers, even soul winning to your friends and extended people that you know. I thank You, Lord God, that You disturb the darkness with this warrior. I thank You, Lord God, for the great cloud of witnesses surrounding You. Fire of the Gospel, fire of the Gospel. Thank You, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to pray for everyone, but you know, right now we're just going to take a moment. You can just stand there and keep receiving right now. So what I want to do is, if there's people in the room that do not know Jesus, maybe you're not right with God and you know that you don't have a clear conscience with Him. You see, tomorrow is never promised. You need to know 100% if you're right with God. And if you died tomorrow, would you know 100% that you would make it into heaven? There's two things that you must do in order to be right with God. The first one is to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that He died on the cross for your sins. And on the third day, He rose again from the grave. And Jesus Christ is alive today, but He wants to be your Lord and Saviour. But the second thing we must do is we must repent from our sins turn from the old way of life and turn to Jesus. My friends, it's time to turn to Jesus. If you do not know Jesus, what I want you to do is wave your hand at me right now. If you do not know Jesus and you've not been reconciled to God, just wave your hand at me right now. If you've not received eternal salvation and you do not know If you are going to heaven when you breathe your last breath, just wave at me right now. If there's anyone here in the room and that's you, I see you up there in the back. Anyone else behind there, another person there? And you too, buddy? There's a few people there. I see one over here maybe as well. What I want you to do, if you just wave your hand, I want you to come down to the front here. We're gonna pray together and I'm gonna pray for you and bless you. I'm going to welcome you into the kingdom. Let's give them a round of applause while they come down the front here. 
Does anyone else just come forward? I'm Jackie. Yeah, well done, Scott. Come on forward. Praise the Lord. Stand here with me. Congratulations. Just come forward. Gary, I'm Jackie. Barry, so nice to meet you. I'm Jackie. So good to meet you. Oh, praise the Lord. I'm so glad you're here. And you too as well. Come forward. Ladies, I'm Jackie. What's your name? Gina, nice to meet you. Shanae, I'm Jackie. Come forward, nice to meet you. Bless you, I'm Jackie. Nice to meet you, Nathan. So bring it in, guys. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray a prayer together. And what will happen is you're going to ask Jesus Christ into your heart and you'll be born again. You'll be forgiven from all your sins and God will give you newness of life. And what will happen is your soul will be saved for all of eternity. Are you ready? We're going to pray this prayer together. So you just repeat this after me, yeah? Say this after me. And we can all say it together, right? Just give us a little bit of space here, guys. It's a bit of a vulnerable moment. So we'll pray this prayer together, ready? Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me now. Be my Lord. Be my Saviour. Be my best friend. And please forgive me from all my sins. Wash me clean. Show me how you love me and show me how to follow you all the days of my life. And from this day forward, I'm a born again Christian. In Jesus' Name, Amen, Amen. Congratulations, congratulations. This is the best choice that you could ever make. You happy, buddy? It's the best choice you can ever make. So right now you are fully forgiven. He remembers your sins no longer as far as the East is from the West. The Bible says that there's much rejoicing in heaven over one sinner that repents than over the 99 righteous. So there is a celebration or a party going on in heaven right now because your souls have been saved today. Thank you for joining us today. To learn more about Fire Church head to our website, firechurch.com.au. And don't forget to connect with us on social media, on Instagram, fire.church, Facebook, Fire Church, and YouTube, Fire Church TV. Have a blessed week.